Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day. We thank you for a new opportunity. We thank you for life. And we thank you for your grace upon that life. We thank you, Lord, that this is the day you have made and you have placed us in it. You daily load us with your benefits. You have loaded this day as well with your benefits, Father. With your grace that you renew for us to lift us up. With your mercy that is new every morning and this morning as well. For all our mistakes, for all our weaknesses, for all our failures, our vulnerabilities. For all the crowns that we wear on our head and did not surrender to you. And we ask for forgiveness, Lord, for our sins and for all those times. And we ask for the grace of your wisdom, the understanding to rise above that limitation that we might break forth from that limited circle to get on to the next level, the new season, budding and opening up into our lives. We speak that wisdom over our day this day morning, Lord, this morning. We speak your presence with us throughout this day. And we command our morning to break forth and bring all that you have placed for us in this day, Lord, all those benefits, your plans. And we ask for your guidance on our life, Lord. We thank you that you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. That peace which only you can give. No one else can give. But no one can take away either. And we share the same with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those that have no one to pray for them. Those for whom prayers have been requested on this group. We share it, Lord, with every Christian that does not know you personally. And with all those that do not want to know you. And we ask for a quickening in each of our spirits this day, Lord, that there is transformation and there is transition to the next level in our spiritual journey with you, Father. Open our eyes and our hearts to see your truth, to understand it, to apply it through your wisdom and to move on into that abundance that you came to give us, Lord Jesus. So as we make our prayer, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the great I am, the one who blots out all our transgressions and remembers them no more, and the one who is able to make every grace abound towards us, that when he is our shepherd, we shall lack nothing. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who taught us faith, our rock, our refuge, the one who leads us in the day of battle. that we might be found strong in the strength of the Lord. The one who fills us in our weakness. The one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. And the one who holds the key of David. And it is he who opens and shuts those doors. And what he opens, no one can shut. And we bring the name of his spirit. The spirit of truth who guides us into all truth. The spirit of liberty who sets us free from all the bondage of our limited thinking. 
and from every attack of the enemy. The one who is always with us, the one who changes times and seasons, he reveals the deep and secret things of the Father. He has made his tabernacle within us. It is he who gives life to our mortal body. It is he who powers our journey in light. And it is he who strengthens our capability to minister in his name, the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of prayer, for the gift of angels and destiny helpers. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you that you have blessed us with family, with friends. We thank you you have blessed us with every opportunity to earn our bread. We thank you, Lord, that there is always food on our table, that we never lack anything. And we so often take it all for granted. But today we want to thank you, Lord, even for the air we breathe. The very fact that our bodies are healthy and working. The fact that we are alive. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to spend time with you, to learn from you, to receive of your word and the revelation that you pour into our hearts from it. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak. Every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. By that same blood that has won all victories. And we declare it as our barricade in the spirit, our hedge of protection. That every force of wickedness that comes against it, let it be judged by the fire of heaven in the name of Jesus. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, Lord. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us, to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism, and any kind of natural disasters. I declare that divine exemption and I command that angelic protection over each of these lives, Lord, in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life in our tongue. And we herald the power in our spoken word by proclaiming your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that says, As the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so is our word that goes out of our mouths this day and we declare that it will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and achieve the purpose for which we send it, when we send it in faith, in the name of of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Today, I'd like to continue on doors, but today we reflect on some common doors that we need to be aware of. Entry points for wickedness, for evil to enter our lives. Ways through which we let them enter. And many times you do not even recognize or suspect it. See if you can correlate to any of these. The first one, the most common door through which evil enters or demonic force enters our lives is inheritance through the bloodline. 
familiar spirits that we inherit from our family tree on account of their presence being there, on account of some agreement someone in our ancestry may have made with them. A biblical example of transgenerational transfer of this kind is seen in the lying spirit that was passed on from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob. All three of them, the Bible records it that they lied. Abraham about his wife Sarah, Isaac about his wife Jacob, sorry, Isaac about his wife Rebecca and Jacob lied to his father about him being not, him being who he is not, his older brother. Familiar spirits can be of a more extensive nature as well. And they often have access to the family through traditions, through customs, or through any ways that the family may have adopted and stuck onto for generations. And they don't go away at that. They are just simply passed on from one generation to the next. Is there something of this sort that is acting in your lives? Think about it. A second door is abortion. This is injustice to others and it is killing. It brings a curse. It is the spirit of hate and death itself that comes in there and holds on, latches on as a parasite. The presence of Satan himself. A third one, hanging on now, continuing with that early stage in life. Rejection in the womb. When a child is unwanted. And then they have to proceed with that pregnancy and delivery. That opens doors to the spirit of rejection and later the spirit of rebellion. Any kind of resentment at that early stage will be seen and reflected in the nature of children. And then... As children grow, a lot of people wonder why or how a four-year-old child has so much anger or hatred or rebellion. Yes, it started long before that. Some kind of resentment or rejection which they held on to, even in the womb, has opened a door for the wicked one to enter. We need to be very careful about what we speak and what is our intent towards our children as well. Number four, growing up in a broken home, especially where there is divorce. That brings other spirits in. Do you see how Satan can steal, kill and destroy right from the womb through early childhood? These first four are talking already about those early years. What generation are we then raising when they are brought up having to live with such kind of wickedness? We're generating a weak generation that is already slave to the enemy. And this is a wake-up call for all of us. When we sit for Bible study and our training is being done in the Bible, yet what are our children training on? They're training with music artists, with movie actors, 
and with all kinds of culture that is outside of what the Bible recommends. Now here for your children, remember Romans 12 verse 2. It says, do not conform to the ways of the world. What are we doing? We are trying to conform to the Bible and yet letting our children go the opposite direction. It is a wake-up call. Number five, involvement with occult. Where we get into any kind of occult practice. It is as good as placing a welcome signboard on our forehead that says, Demonic spirits, please enter. We need to be very careful. It looks like short-term gains that can be easily, cheap victories that can be easily achieved. But in the longer term, all they want is to take from you. They are not there to profit you. There will always be an exchange, a barter for something they will want of you. Number six, involvement in false religions. And here we are actually breaking the first commandment where he said, I am the Lord, your God, you shall have no other gods before me. We sometimes get into practices of other religions along with friends and don't even think twice. What about accepting food or any kind of offering that was offered to those other gods? Look at 1 Corinthians 10 verse 18 in your own time. I won't read it here just for the interest of time. That talks about receiving foods that were offered to other gods. We might just want to please our friends. But in that process, what are you compromising on? in terms of your sets of values, in terms of your beliefs, and which rule are you breaking? As is prescribed in the word, what, are, what consequences are you bringing on yourself is what you need to think of. Number seven, bringing demonic objects into your life. A lot of people get involved with and think it's fun to read tarot cards, horoscopes, or even play with Ouija boards that summon demons, that summon spirits. You might think that you are in control there. But after a certain time, they take control. Once they've gained that entryway, doorway, and can freely enter in and out. That's when they start becoming a stronghold. Any kind of demonic object that is brought into our life is again like a key that allows or permits entry within our lives to any of these kind of spiritual forces. Number eight, abuse and trauma. Yes, it might seem like they are victims and you think, how does one person who has been abused, who has been battered, who has undergone a trauma receive it when actually the other person that was wicked that executed that kind of abuse. Unfortunately, it still happens. It is through that wickedness of the, the person that inflicted the abuse and trauma on them. The wickedness that has transferred from that person. 
that brings animosity in their hearts, that brings these spirits that start to then take control. It is transferable and it can also make way for others to come in, other spirits. Incidences like domestic violence, child abuse, rape as well. can bring all kinds of wicked spirits that then affect the victim themselves as well. And they could be victims of depression, they could be victims of all other kinds of wickedness that seek to cut them off, isolate them. And then even the spirit of death where some want to commit suicide. Number nine, Illicit sexual encounters outside of marriage. Fornication. And the big issue here is it creates a soul tie. The Bible says fornication is sin, but a soul tie is a bigger threat. It's a direct door of entry. People don't even know what spirits the other person was carrying. It might look like what might look like one moment of fun has actually brought about any kind of wickedness that you do not know how it would manifest, what part of your life it would take away from you. That one contact can transfer them and then the life of that person changes when that spirit starts to take control and the person doesn't even know why they are behaving in certain ways. We need to think twice when such opportunities are presented. Number 10, any kind of ungodly entertainment. And I've heard one of Pastor Vlad's teachings in he quoted one of the preachers there that said, if you are addicted, you've got company. If you are addicted, you've got company. You're never alone. Pornography, Facebook, certain types of gaming or even substance abuse, drugs, alcohol. You've got company. Number 11. What about a moment of weakness? Where we are tempted. What once used to be a choice has now become a chain. This is directly linked to that addiction. Spirit of lust, all kinds of addiction, various kinds of strongholds come in. Things like kleptomania. It becomes a habit and then you can't get rid of it. It starts as an enjoyable activity. But as it progresses, the person finds themselves unable to get rid of it. Number 12, last one. Times of intense emotional pressure. Emotions, if they are not channelized in the right way, can open the door or provide access to all kinds of demonic influence. For example, spirit of disappointment, of rejection, of depression, anxiety. 
Note that the devil will always try to come in your weakest state. Not when you are alert and on your guard, but when you have dropped your guard. I see what Jesus warned us about this in Matthew 24 verse 43. He said, understand this. Which means pay close attention and let this sink into your heart, into your mind. So the words he said there was, if a homeowner knew exactly when the burglar, now a burglar is the thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. If the homeowner knew exactly when the burglar was coming, he would keep watch and not permit his house to be broken into. That's exactly these entry points that we have been discussing. And he says, keep watch, be on your guard. And the three most common ways or paths that will be used are what we need to keep a watch over. Those common mechanisms are our eyes. The first one, Matthew 6, 22 says, the eye is the lamp of the body. If the eyes are healthy, your whole body is full of light. What you see and then you keep seeing and so receiving, you are granting it access. But if that light is darkness itself, is ignorance or worse, is wickedness, then what? You are allowing all that wickedness that you keep on looking at to enter. The eye is said to be a mirror or a direct path to your soul. Be on your guard for what you look at and keep looking at and keep receiving. Likewise, the ears that keep on hearing, you know, words are spiritual. We need to understand that bit. They have a spiritual capacity to impact. The only thing that transfers from physical into the spiritual is your words. Faith can come by hearing God's word. Fear can come by hearing negative, demonic, evil words. We get to choose who or what we will open that door to. That is why when we pray, we say, do not speak a negative word. Only speak what you want to hear and only speak that which will stir your faith and bring your miracle forth. Nothing that will abort that miracle. Watch what we listen to, including music. The kind of lyrics that are used there can be demonic. And we unsuspectingly, unknowingly keep listening because we enjoy the music. That is one common area that we need to be aware of. So also the language that we use. The words we speak. So the third one is our tongue. The most important one to watch out for. The Bible says in Proverbs 18 verse 21. And we say that in our prayer every day. Life and death is in the power of your tongue. We remind ourselves of it intentionally. So that when we are speaking through the day, whether it's times of frustration, anger, or any other weak moment, irritation, disappointment, we need to be careful and watchful of what we speak. Are we unknowingly cursing our family? And then opening the door to evil. You get to choose your words. Do not react in a hurry. Always respond 
after carefully considering your thoughts and what you should be saying. It is not easy, but we must put it into practice. You must be alert if that house owner knew what the burglar is trying to do to break in and when they would come in. You would be watchful of what you see, what you hear and what you speak. We need to be especially alert in our weak moments and cut ourselves away from that weakness in that moment if we are to shut these doors to the enemy. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that understanding, Lord, for that discernment, for your wisdom. To see every such opportunity, to every such door that we might be able to present to the enemy and to willfully, knowingly shut it. I ask for that grace, that edification in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease, that are hospitalized, will undergo any kind of procedures. For all families that are embattled, that are facing any kind of division or separation. All those battling all kinds of strongholds, especially prayerlessness that cuts us off from you. In ignorance of your word. Any yoke that keeps your people bound to the ground or under slavery. We come against it in the name of Jesus and by his blood. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families, our friends. Especially those that are not yet saved. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our prayer and our faith, making this a prayer of agreement with each other, we believe that we have received, Lord, what we have asked for that manifestation of an answered prayer in the name of Jesus, you will do it for us. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandakia, <laughs> 
Adabrasian Takela Sala <laughs> Yanda <laughs> 
Scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from 1 Corinthians 3, 16 and 17. Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and that temple you are. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's our scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from Psalm 139, verse 23 and 24. This was a prayer of David, which I think all of us should be praying as well in our personal lives. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections, Brother Savio's powerful reflections of Friday Bible study teachings and our daily rosary and divine mercy sessions, please share links for others to join. They are available on all our posts. We also save the recordings on our YouTube page, on our podcast channel and links to those are posted on our Facebook page as well. That's a reminder about our Bible study session for tomorrow evening. It is the third part, a continuation in our ongoing series, and we shall post links for people to join on YouTube and on Zoom. And the topic is choose worship over worry. So we shall share those links again today. Please share them with others. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless everyone.